This week in league, it rubs the lotion on its skin or else Reese kicks the goal again. Run TMB takes on a new meaning. Run to murder bitches. Fergie Ferg shows he's just as adept at abusing Cowboys players as he is women. And we preview all of the action for round two of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 179 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, feedback. Um, starting from Twitter last week. Uh, poor old... Uh, I'm fine, thank you, Nathan. And yourself? Look, I'm oh, great. Oh, you've had a good week. Oh, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. I'll tell really? you. I've, I'm, Already? I'm, <laughs> Round mate, two. Fucking Wait till the middle of winter. No fucking sleep. Like, yeah. I've getting no sleep lately and fucking just, just working like a fucking... I don't know. How about uh, Nicklin put Leo down last night and... Um, Turn the monitor on in the room, but it, for whatever reason, every every once in a while, it yeah. doesn't link to the fucking base station in the in our yeah. bedroom, which is at the opposite end of the opposite yeah. corner to the house. Do you get the static? The thing I used to hate was when it wasn't connecting properly, and you just get this. Nah, we don't get that. That was just, fucked up shit. What happens is when your kid throws up all over himself at eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and he's screaming the fucking back end of the house down, yeah. you can't hear shit. I bet you Nicolin can. No, Nicklin was asleep. I was asleep. My mum ended up getting up finally. Because we had, heard him. We had that problem. My mum was already up. When I would just fucking shut my shut my eyes at ten thirty or something, and then I'd wake up at six, oblivious to the fucking carnage that had gone on in that yeah, time. Yeah. I sleep through fucking war zone. <laughs> um, so it all sort of happened at once. Mum had got up and was tending to Leo, and then Nicklin was like, "Hang on." I can hear, I heard noises, mm. goes and checks on him, so they're getting Leo together, then all, all of a sudden I've started to stir, I go, what, what's this fucking go, what's going on here, then I hear a knock at the door, it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, nah, you're dreaming, go out to sleep, no, sure enough, that's a fucking knock at the door, so instant adrenaline, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, grab the fucking baseball bat or back whatever, to, back to Ed's, no one knocks at your door at 11 o'clock what at do night, they do? what do they do out where, some machete, baseball bat, oh look, what I've you got, got this, next to the bed? I've got like a wooden baton and it's got like a handle that comes off at 90 degrees. Like a police one? Yeah. Like a like, big boss man? Yeah. Okay. Like something like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just wooden. It's so not you walk out there fucking twirling and shit. Yeah. But, um, I sort of grabbed that and I just had my, my uh, boxes on so I had to stick that in the back when I opened the door and it was the neighbour from next door with our fucking dog that had knocked a paling off the fence and yeah. got into their yard. The same dog that used to fucking escape weekly yeah. from your last place. The same dog I just spent $200 in material repairing the gate out the front and also putting a star picket and chicken wire fucking barrier on the back, the other back corner He knocks of the fucking fence. palings off. I don't think chicken wire is going to really cut it. It's a deterrent. It's a deterrent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a dog. Dogs don't turn to that shit. This guy's, I lean on it. Does it break? Oh, fucking very easily, as it, as it turns out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying about this fucked up sleep thing. Yeah, i got fucking Kill's birthday tomorrow, so I'm setting up for a party and shit and, and having some fucking projects, like making a piñata and fucking making some fucking props and stuff for his little party. Should have just invited George Defour up and fucking started whacking him with sticks. Uh, all is forgiven from George if he comes back and doesn't fuck up again. 
But if he does, <laughs> if he does he'll be so. going to the Titans also. If he does, he can't, you'll be up to the fucking Titans whether you like it or not. <laughs> no, no, he can't go up there because he fucking got arrested for spitting on the fucking bouncer. Oh, remember? Who hasn't done that on the Gold Coast? I'll send him to the Sharks. He can join the fucking EBC. Well, if he fucks up, uh, at this stage, it's all love. <laughs> I fucking love the man. Get him up here. I want to buff him. If he comes back injury-free, yeah, fucking... Let's hope. A uh, bit of feedback, obviously. A lot of feedback. Week one back. You know, the the kid, the kiddies fucking love it. They love the action. They do. You know, we had a... Big fans. The man formerly known as Mr. Bowles. Fucking uh, undiluted seven it is now. I mean, he's Mr. Bowles account got suspended. And that, given that it hasn't come back yet, I'm really starting to wonder what he was doing there. I think he was fucking sex-pesting... You know, absolutely, some celebrity or something. I mean, something. He's anyway. possibly the most unattractive. I mean, there's no such thing as an attractive ranger, but even for a ranger, he's unattractive. Look, I think, I think, I think he's a good bloke and everything. But Jesus, that makes one of us. But I just want to say, when you're a ranger, don't go fucking around calling yourself strawberry blonde and shit. Yeah, that's a cop out. Own your fucking rangerness. Yeah, that's right. Own your soulless fucking demon attributes. Yeah, just own up to it. Exactly. I should have to get it tattooed, like as if it's not quite obvious that you've got red hair. You should have to get ranger tattooed <laughs> across your chest. Across your forehead. Don't want to go around shirtless. Fucking blind everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, anyway, he sent us a tweet and said, uh, shit week to listen to this week in league, given my beard was forcibly removed from my face on the weekend. Hash, tearing up. Hash, I miss my beard. Hash, cunts. I pressed him on what, why, what, why did you get your beard? He was getting a haircut. Hairdressers asked him, you know, what do you, what do you want done? He's like, just you know, just a, just a trim, you know, just a trim on the haircut. And she's gone. And clickers. he does have, she he does have like a ridiculously like just a mat of hair. Like, and um, it's not at no style or anything. It just sits there like fucking moss on a ball sack. But this hairdresser, fuckhead that she is, boom, straight down the fucking side with clippers. Shaves half his fucking... Be- and then he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And she's like, uh... Bitch, why did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> did, did, you just, did you just shave half my beard off? And she said, bitch, I might have. And so then she's like, well, you know, we can just... We, well, we can leave it. Like, leave me with half a beard on. <laughs> then I'm like, as if you fucking paid for that haircut. And she's gone, oh, no, she fucking... She was like, oh, she graciously fucking didn't charge me for the beard trim. Yeah. Let's let's put a bit of context around it. Um, the man lives in Lithgow. And I know people that live in Lithgow. Namely Family even. My sister, yeah. right? So just to, to paint a picture, this would have been happening in someone's garage because there's no actual registered hairdressers in Lithgow. Anyone with any skills long moved out of that joint. Uh, it's happening in someone's garage. There was probably a meth lab yep. in there as well. Yep. Oh, I mean, she can't be held responsible for her actions. Well, she could be. I mean, there's just there's a lot of fucking factors. That's all you're saying. She's <laughs> <laughs> a hard, you know, like she's she chock, doesn't have chock to full smoke. of a, chock full of meth. She doesn't. She doesn't have to fucking smoke. And this. she's wielding clippers. There's a fucking mat of... It's just... His head is just massive hair. There's a beard. There's this fucking other rang... Just orange thing on top of it. She doesn't know where to start. She doesn't have to throw the fucking blue Heisenberg shit in the in the pizza open and light it up. She doesn't have to do that shit before she goes and cuts cuts someone's hair. Presumably a paying customer. He but wasn't yeah, paying very much. It's, no, a tale of, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking tale of woe. That's what it was. Paul Mac underscore 78... Said, uh, nice of Penrith to retire a young fan's seat. Now, you saw that one, the young yeah. child that died. Yeah. 
was very nice. He said, will the Tigers retire the toilet stall where Glenn entertains their Polynesian recruits? You started out so well, and then you made a count of yourself. <laughs> and he's actually um, currently leading our tipping competition yeah. as well. He's Not for long. He's, Delete. He's ended the season with a splash. Delete. <laughs> so is that, an, is that an official note comment from you? Look, I, I wouldn't say it was a, a toilet stall. I mean, give me a bit of credit. I hired a Piss room. Just on that, um, all jokes aside, Penrith just seem to be fucking doing things right. They got the right coach. Their playing roster is is just about there. You know, they're they're kicking goals with their sponsorship. They've got hands down the best cheerleaders in the comp. We went through that last week, and and now we're sex pests because we talked about the beautiful cheerleaders. We're not. I'll tell you something. We're not. We're not. Personally, the two of us. But, I mean, some of the listeners of the show make that. And for that, we apologise, but you did, you know, you did bring yourselves into the mix, girls. Just saying. Yeah, unfortunately, there is is some downside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably should have mentioned that straight up. Yeah. But now you're in, you've got to do some sex Everyone's got that that uncle or, you know, distant relative that you don't talk about. That's um, about 5% of our fan base. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, about 5% of our fan base, and a lot of them are on Twitter, sadly. Um, Sadly for you girls, of course. But yeah, kudos to Penrith. They they do things right. Solzy04 said, Ah, fuck it. I forgot to tweet through any games. It looks like a slow start to the season. 2015 for me. Have a great show, boys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, pal. Of course, he was the uh, the composer and performer of the uh, So Brave, So So Brave song uh, towards the tail end of last season. Great man. All around nice guy. Great man. Freak09. Can we get a pick of the Beard Brothers tonight? Yes, we just took a, a selfie. Are you going to put it on? Five minutes ago. Well, well, they're listening to the show now, so we'll put it up in the morning after I say the show's oh, live. Oh, you put it on tonight? I want to see it. It's glorious. Oh, I'll, fucking put, I'll put it up after we finish recording. Oh, and then, why don't you do it now? And so it'll be up before, when you're in the car on the way home. Then you'll, oh, you'll and return then home. And look at it, and then I'll get a half a boner. No, then I'll you, crash the car. You'll return home after you drive, because you, you won't tweet and drive or you know, use your phone while you're driving home. Of course home. not. And then you know, if you if you do if you need to rub one out to put yourself to sleep, you know, after being so excited by being around me all night, then there you go, problem solved, all in one, problem solution, Look, all in one. Now, I like how you sort my life out. Annie underscore Arky, so the former artist formerly known as Annie O'Brien. Are you cherub still podcasting? This season marks the return of Annie to league tweeting. Hope you're ready for the sass. Who are you again? You, you know, you break our hearts, you fall off the radar, and you come back as if nothing's happened, and we're just supposed to forgive you. Exactly. Well, we do. Because you're the Cowboys. Yeah, we sort of feel sorry for you. Yeah. Timmy McIntyre. Oh, and if you don't know Tim, I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. If you don't know Tim, thank you, Lucky Stars. He's a fucking jerk. He's, uh, sent it, Much he's, like his brother. He sent it to us. He's, he's decided... He's, he's now... now He's he's become like a a Parramatta super fan. He's got over the whole fucking yeah. shunning of Jared Hayne and like yeah. being a real hater. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like embracing Parramatta. So, every, so whenever he tweets about Parramatta, he's making sure all the players get their Twitter tags in there and oh. shit. So he's like, hey, this week, Lee, did you hear Anthony Watmo on the radio calling Gowie cat's hair? Chalk, you can't say you don't listen to the show. We, well, we didn't invent that name, though. And it, we didn't certainly... It was we, never in the context of David Gow. No, I, 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 I dare say... We definitely didn't invent it. Definitely, absolutely. Willie not. Mason. Yeah, yeah. Willie Mason gave it to Terry Campisi. That's where I look. Got we from. may have popularised it to the recent look, Twitter generation. Correct. However, no, we didn't. We didn't invent it. But having said that, um, oh, fuck. I hope what my listeners to the show cry yourself to sleep, you motherfucker, and I hope your chest feels terrible. Andy oh. underscore six. 
You're a fucking horrible person. <laughs> fucking horrible person. Andy underscore Seegs. I think uh, the DT should sack Rothfield and put Chapo on the staff. If you're going to pay a troll, may as well be funny and obvious. Well, um, funny. Ch- Chapo, Chapo is 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 not funny, and he is very obvious. And w- what's the difference to Rothfield? He even drinks, he's even a fucking degenerate alcoholic as well. Um, the only, as far as I know, he doesn't he doesn't go to King Wan, you know, to chow down on Chinese all the time. But that's probably the only difference. He spends that time, in, you know, in, in Subway or you know, play establishments of that nature. <laughs> Dashing Dan, one. Has anyone put up a bounty to smack Chapo at the Eels vs Bulldogs game as yet? I don't contain. I don't condone that sort of that, that sort of talk at all. But well, if I did, even if there was a bounty, if, it's not but, like he'd ever collected with no fucking hand-eye coordination. I just want to say hypothetically, like I do not condone that at all. You can see how sincere my face is. Yes. That's sincerity. That's a sincere face. But if I did, that's a beard of sincerity. But if I did, free membership to someone who did. If I condone that, <laughs> no. Unless your don't, name don't go is and punch Daniel Burton. Do not, um, do, because, do, not do not do not punch Chapo. Just fucking embarrassing yourself trying to make contact, flapping around like a fucking. If you videoed it though and did it like the Rick James, like Dave Chappelle thing, like if you just went up to him, just like, <laughs> what the five fingers <laughs> say to the, the face, face. slap, <laughs> and you had the fish that was cold blooded. If you did that, wow, that would be sensational. Free membership. Free membership. And maybe a wristy third over here. Got tweets from uh, Jay Hilgenfeld at Hilgenfeld. So it's kind of like a, I dare say he's a, he's, he's a, some kind of fa- you know famous fashion designer, perhaps a <laughs> an amalgamation of you know Karl Lagerfeld and Tommy Hilfiger. Jesus. He said, "I've been on here for a while, but barely use it. Been listening to you two for. F- he's been listening to you two, like letter you." Number oh, two, always gets so hard. Four, number four, year and a half now. So I don't know if he's been listening to us for a year and a half, listening to us for four years and a half, or he's been listening to the band U two for four <laughs> years and a half, or listening to the band U two for a year and a half. I'm not sure, but um, keep on doing what you're doing. You're going, you're doing a great job. Um, he also then he followed up and said, uh, "I want to start throwing down with all you cunts on Twill Nation, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I feel like the Ricky Stewart of Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> I retweeted that just so anyone who decided they wanted to wait in there and you That's know great. initiate him or you know flush his head in the toilet or whatever you know <laughs> the proverb you know the uh, the whatever the proverbial Twitter toilet which is probably just tweet a chapo yeah um, Jono cesspool NQC uh, underscore Jono just gave us a quick update Ottoman Simbin in the Q Cup of course he was standard Buckshot nineteen underscore eighty one. Telling your new listeners to listen to season two, I would if you pair of cunts would put the apps up. <laughs> yeah, my bad. It's fucking so time consuming to do that shit though. It's fucking time consuming. Just sit there and fucking thank your lucky stars yep. that you're just getting on now and you have <laughs> The biggest tiger. This guy's new. I think he might be a friend of Saguna or he's at least an associate of Saguna. Perhaps he found the show through Saguna. See, I'm torn. I'm torn. He's got... No, no, fucking don't. A... No, no. Just withhold Just withhold for the minute. Give me 30 seconds and let's see what then, your opinion is. Then I'll unleash. <laughs> he, sent, he sent us a tweet. Hash run TMB will be the hash of the year. I can't wait to see how much I can use it well out of context. Sounds like a mate of Sagunas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone that you would fucking fillet. Well, it's, he does sound like a magnificent <laughs> human being. Uh, his choice in uh, associates is a little bit questionable. Yeah, but I mean, uh, maybe Sagoon's lying about knowing him. He found himself. <laughs> it may be. He's the biggest tiger. like, who? Ian Sagoon? Yeah. Never heard of him. Niles, Sagoon. <laughs> Niles 1991. 
one of them be try. Uh, for fuck's sake, mate welcomed his first kid into the world today. He called him Mitch. <laughs> Even worse, his name is Mitch Doyle. And then we had another one. Mitch Doyle 13's popped up on the Twitter as well. Oh, Sharky's fan. Fucking hell. The fuck is going Doilies. on? Doilies. <laughs> so, so many doilies around. So you've got the Mitch, you got the Mitch eye as a, as a... And there was like... And last year the thing was like, oh, fuck me. How many people on this earth are called Mitch? Answer a lot. Now, it's like a subspecies has broken off and now these the doilies, the doilies are mo- multiplying. It's ridiculous. The Mitch eye and the doilies. Can you just have a, a fucking Highlander fight or something? Start beheading each other and, you know, there can be only one. Andy underscore Siegs. In all serious in all, ser- in all seriousness, hash shit fan must be a category at this year's Twillies. That's a fantastic idea. It's a fantastic idea and it's gonna fucking happen for sure. And um your brother fucking owns that award at this stage. Who? Fucking Napoleon. Oh I was like, D. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't not- have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Saguna. My Saguna eighty five if you want to if you want to follow Saguna. up. Here. Said, guys, have you got the mental challenge to keep your beard for the 2015 season? I don't understand. Is he saying, are we mentally challenged enough to keep uh, the beard, or are we up to the challenge? I don't know. Mentally? If he's not telling lies, I can't understand him. The thing I've learned over the last couple of weeks with the old beard thing is that um, it, there really is no challenge. It do, it's not annoying at all after you get past that first little exactly. hump. I told you, mate. There's no. There's no. We watching <laughs> last night. Was watching uh, an episode of Fantastic. Oh, careful! You're going to get 500 toys this freaking beards. Possibly, the, this is not going to be this week in beers, but uh, give you guys a TV recommendation, if you're of the, the downloading persuasion, because it's not on TV here yet, to my knowledge, or, you know, probably won't be till fucking next year. The Last Man on Earth. So episode three just aired last, uh, yesterday in the States. The first episode, it was like the second week it's been on, there was one and two, it was a double episode. 30 minutes, comedy. Fucking great show. But the guy there, being the last man on Earth, he's got the fucking massive, you know, the massive beard. And as he starts, as things start to happen in, in his life in the show, I was just like... He's the last man on earth. What yeah. the fuck happens? No spoilers. But let's just say things, ha- <laughs> things happen that don't spoil the title of the show. Hang on. Is, is, there, is he the last man on earth, but does that mean there's women? You're on the right track. Right. Now, and I'm like... And he doesn't why? have sex with anything. He may as well just call I'm the just, show... <laughs> I'm just like... I actually, Adventures of Chapa. I actually said... Was, I was actually... Why, why, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he just... Why wouldn't he shave the beard off? And mine turns around and goes, Yeah, why wouldn't he? <laughs> God, she's a bitch. I'm like, yeah. Why so, does she you, you forget. You forget. You forget it. You forget it's even there. It's just there, there and it just, just sits there in all its magnificent glory. And then people have to be bitches about it. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it for all of 2015, but my, my, my beard goals at this stage are Action Bronson. And if you don't know who Action Bronson is, look him up and then you'll fucking see. And that's um that's where I'm headed. And I will not stop until I achieve Action Bronson beard status. All you right. will. I, don't, I can't see it happening, no. I'm loving it. Tried to tell you, I tried to tell you last year and you fucking mocked me. But I mocked, now look at yeah, you. Yeah, I mocked my brother too and I was kind of like, yeah, fucking like... Yeah, but look, he looked like a fuckhead. Telling head. him he had a mood on his face and all this, right? But I mean... Hang on. Yeah. But you, Ted, your brother, yeah. he's a disgrace to fucking beards, is what he is. Yeah, and he's doing the goatee thing too, which is, you know, it's so fucking sexy. Someday when that man goes through puberty, he might be able to grow one. Now, uh, where are we up to? That fucking looks exactly like you. Yeah, that's actually that's actually not how it is at this stage though. It's fucking he's he's hold, must be holding the beard at that stage. I mean, it's fucking out like it's out there. It's pretty big. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Shane Aaron Elvis. I love how the community has all begun pestering the Panthers cheerleaders. Ha ha, sex pests. Look, Timmy McIntyre is dead set stalking Jess. 
God. Stop it, Tim. You give everyone a bad name. He's climbing in her window. He's, sna- <laughs> he's snatching up her people. He's snatching, he's, snatching up her, he's snatching up her PVC outfit. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Um, <clears throat> so I get that. Final word from a Nat underscore Sinclair 93. The beautiful, the lovely, the wonderful, my one and only. My future ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to this week's podcast. Love your work, guys. And my campaign for revelation of the year is in full force. She didn't Hash listen. Goals. She didn't listen. <laughs> if she did, if she a, did it was a one-time it was, it was a one-time deal. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's just thoroughly disgusted. <laughs> Uh, Facebook. Brendan Kelly said uh, <clears throat> that we we obviously train the house down with the right mix of youth and experience. Yes. Comment on our I'm first the episode. Youth, you're the experience. Anthony Papalo. Great to be back to normal. Great show, guys. And it's only week one and my wife is pissed off as I keep quoting sayings from your show. Also, Nate, sorry, but watch the Manly game three times now and Hiku is shit in defence. He can't read anything when it comes his way. Leagues tries. It's like Hiku highway down his side. Look, I've been inclined to agree with you on your point. What the fuck are you doing watching that game three times, though? <laughs> That's like the kind of guy that gets <laughs> women to stand you? on his ball sack. Have you even watched with, 40 nil three times? It's like, it's, it's like he's one of those dudes that fucking puts his nuts on the dresser and, and lets the fucking dominatrix in high heels fucking stand a stiletto on his step. Yeah. Why? Why do it to yourself, man? <laughs> Life's too fucking short to be doing that shit, man. Come on. Uh, Matt Landrigan, our cobber from up north, well, up, up central. Central, you know, you know I think, yeah, like you. he's fucking like in from, I you gotcha. know, Mackay, you know, in there. I don't, yeah. I don't want to say exactly where he's, he's, like, you know, he's, sort of, he's sort of in, in from Mackay and down a little bit. He was in the path of the cyclone the other week. Uh, he said, oh, good to have you back, lads, but I do have to ask, where does the dragon's hate come from? Were you interfered with by Johnny Raper as children? Did you walk in to find Graham, the penguin Bradley, balls deep on your mum? Did George Rose steal your junior burger at Macca's on your 10th birthday? I honestly don't think there's a club you climb into as a whole as much. We'll have to send you chopsticks to help you eat your words on the Hits and Misses show. Really can't see how either of you think they'll go worse than last year. I replied, you probably saw in the messages on Facebook, I replied and said, stop licking cane toads. But um, I just I feel I feel bad for the guy. I and just, we're not, it's not we are definitely not into St George either. We just say they're fucking we just if they if they having a shit you we just call them shit. Look, we we just deliver the real talk. I mean, I wouldn't say it was hate. I wouldn't say you know we were piling in. And I don't hate St George to say that they've only got one premiership to their name. And I mean, yeah, oh, we're fucking yeah, we won all those ones. Yeah, back in the day when it was St George, if merged entities are different. I mean, ask the West, ask the West Tigers. You can't put as much white as you'd like on the jersey because they're a merged entity and you can't be talking all that magpie bullshit. you got to let it go. So that means we haven't won many wooden spoons. Ah, quality. It's true. You, you get you get the benefit of, of uh, all the wooden spoons, <laughs> you know, erasing the wooden spoons that the, that the Maggie's won. And it's fantastic. You, and you, you get like the benefit it, of all... Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just there to, to just make everyone feel good. Except for Matt Landrigan, St. George fan. <laughs> um, memberships. Okay, orders away. We um, we sold quite a lot of memberships this year, actually, and uh, so we will be getting some. Uh, well, there'll be extra ones. Someone asked me on Twitter today. I think it was Maddie McCarthy. Asked me on Twitter and said, "What's the deal with the pre-order? What does that mean if we don't get on before the pre-order?" The what idea does the pre-order of, mean the, the idea. Yeah, what, what, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to break down the Latin roots and stuff of the words, but. Basically, the pre-order is to give us an idea of the overall demand so we know how many total to buy. Because we don't buy exactly as much as pre-ordered. We buy extra ones with the anticipation that you know people will want them as they get, especially as they see the merch uh, you know, come out. So we need to try and make sure we don't buy too many. That you know We've got them sitting around. And like last year was 
it was perfect. Like we nailed it. But this year they're going to be more popular, so we need to increase. So we just had to get gauged. That's all. Go to uh, the website thisweekinleague.com. Uh, I think it's forward slash membership or forward slash memberships. There's a link on the page anyway. Get on there. All the information you need. Uh, still not too late to get on. We've got plenty coming. And uh, yeah, on their way, guys. And yeah, you run TMB shirt. We need more pre-orders of that shirt too. We do. Look, it's going to catch on. People are starting to to, to come come along to it. Um, Mitchie did uh, did it no harm by uh, putting his fa- name and face into the public consciousness on Saturday night. <laughs> and and like I'm I, as long as the people that have already pre-ordered are happy to wait until you know everyone else gets on to meet the demand, I'm. I'm, I'm happy to leave it go for as long as it takes. It's just a matter of, you know, keeping people happy if they're, if they're willing to have that $25 so, or whatever it was that there's invested. If you're a Tigers fan and you're listening, get amongst it. News. First story, big story of the week, of course, um, Daily Cherry Evans. Um, his departure from Manly has been confirmed. And uh, he, uh, Tuvi said that uh, he, he just announced he was leaving the club to get to, to the boys after the game. It's disappointing. At least he's got his future settled and we can get on with playing some good footy. Uh, the players are very disappointed, obviously. It gives some clarity around the matter and can move forward. He just wanted to make sure the players knew it before it got out there. He's, that's the type of bloke he really is. He didn't want to fuss about it. He made sure he told his teammates first. He wanted them to understand his decision and to hear it from his mouth first. He obviously had a great weight on his shoulders. He played like he had fucking 300 kilos on his shoulders. And he'll continue to play. Continue. He'll start to play some great football for us throughout the year from this point on. Play like he had his I head up to Rose's ass. That's how much weight he had on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's very focused on his football, so I'm, I'm sure if he's that focused on his football, he'll see uh, that he's playing fucking terribly, and um, and he wants to make sure he leaves with a trophy in his hand. So, encouragement award, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Obviously, the, obviously he didn't take he didn't take the withdrawal of the fucking of the of the contract of the deal very well and decided to uh, gem why you know spit the dummy and uh, spit the dummy and go to the money and uh, yeah as he's, as he's entitled to do young family make a lot of money probably blow it all on meth on the Gold Coast or you know well you know We're not hardly for one second that Daly Cherry and, and like is, the uh, are hardly remotely the Titans are hardly a club that, you know, isn't wise in the ways of recreational drug use, allegedly, let's just say. But, you know, it's a lot of fucking, it's a, it's a lot of fucking money. Tough call real. for the bloke. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, there's a lot of stuff being said and written about him. I think the fact that he came through the grades at Manly, it would have been a big and a tough decision for him to leave the club, given the, the culture there. But um, I think... You know, I'm starting to see some murmurings from some pretty staunch Manly fans that, um, you know, those those days of that culture and and the way things have been done, and and gone a long way to them being so successful for so long, are, are, are numbered, and I think Cherry Evans probably, you know, is symptomatic of of those issues. Um, I think Watmo and Glenn Stewart, given that they are at the back end of their careers, you could probably give Manly a pass and they could probably pass it off as, you know, those guys taking a a, a, a bigger payday late in their yep. career. But this is a guy in the prime of his career, a real 
you know, potential superstar of the game, if you know, arguably he's already. Um, already a Premiership winner, State of Origin player, played for Australia, um, and a hell of a player. So big coup for the Gold Coast to get him. I, I would imagine, um, you know, the the NRL having control of the, of the Titans at the moment. Their their anticipation is he's going to put bums on seats. To be fair, that hasn't really been the case with any other marquee signings that the Titans have ever signed. I'm going to go out and say, I'm going to go out and say, without with absolute confidence, it won't fucking work. And the reason why I say it is this. The Titans had a last-ditch desperate... They practically sucked people's dicks to come to their game last weekend. Mm. Had a membership. I saw someone on Twitter going, Oh, fuck it, we got over 10,000 members. Yeah, mate, I'll tell you why you got 10,000 members. You gave because, away memberships. Because you gave 10, away $20, $20 fucking tickets. memberships, which was a ticket to the game, and let all your fucking all the kids you've ever met in your life in for free with you, essentially. Mm. 11,000 people announced at the ground. 14. They reported it as 14.5 in Rugby League Week. Yeah, right. It was announced at the ground as 14. I said somewhere... I, one of the Mitchell was down there and he said it was announced at 11 on the day so maybe he's wrong because I mean he's a Mitchell like let's face it they're not real bright um, but 14 is still yeah, disgusting but having said that I wonder how many Tigers fans took advantage of the $20 fucking membership thing fucking a lot, to get a ticket a lot of them did you know? and a lot of people who weren't fans of either who lived mm-hmm. around the Gold Coast and wanted to go and watch some footy yeah I only paid 35 bucks for my two tickets like my ticket and Jackson's ticket. Yeah, and last time, I, last time I went down to sit in the fucking the away end, down at the Titans, it cost like you know about sixty bucks for me and a you know and a five year old. Um, I just think you know there, there's more that needs to be done at the Gold Coast to uh, to engage the community and and make it certainly make it affordable to, for people to go. They they sort of seem to be on the right path at the moment, but there's a lot of people with a sour taste in their mouth from years gone by, certainly since two thousand and seven. Yeah that have, have tried to support the club and it's been prohibitive to do so because of the cost of tickets, the cost of food at the joint. You know, yeah, the cost of food hasn't gone down because I bought, Jackson wanted a hot dog, I got a chicken burger and we got a drink each. $24. odd dollars Oh, it's gone up then. Because I remember last Sorry, time. Jackson got a, a little fucking paddle pop, you know, that yep. you eat with a spoon. Yep. He got one of them as well. So it was... It was Thirty-two dollars. Yeah, I remember last time I went down, I got like a hot dog and a packet of chips and a six hundred coke and a and a five hundred water, and there was like about twenty-four dollars. Yeah. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying that they're alone there. Like the food prices at Suncorp aren't much chop either. Yeah, they'd want a fucking gold plate that Red Rooster for the price they charge. Yeah, and and then Troy, we both got like a strip sub on the Thursday night at the yeah. Broncos game. His yeah. was still fucking cold in the middle. I'm like. Yeah. You're going to charge through the nose for it. At least fucking get it right. Yeah. How hard is it to heat something up in a microwave? That's Look to baseball. Even the rinky-dink fucking local baseball does some mm. fucking crazy food shit. Like, the, you know, re- reflective of, you know, like the crazy shit they come out with in the, the ballparks in, in mm. America. So, yeah, but I mean, we've really gone off the subject a lot. But um, also, I think, the top, let's face it, every every Gold Coast, Gold Coast team they've had has been a fucking failure. I dare say that that, area is just not conducive to it's a, it's a nursery I think for players beyond a shadow of a doubt but as far as like hosting a team with longevity probably not and then I really find out because they're going to have to prop them up for a little while now mm. And uh, but DCE is going to cop a lot of hate has already deservedly too every minute of it. and if his form doesn't pick up it's going to get really fucking ugly really quickly and hopefully he gets dropped um, and I dare say, I'd like to see his threshold being dropped actually like lowered. You know what I mean? Like if he's st- if he's playing shit like his head's not in it or whatever, 
you can't just because he's got a price tag on him, you know, it doesn't mm. mean, you don't you don't have to fucking play him. There's dudes that you know would be better for the run. Do it. Yeah. And if and, the Gold Coast and if the Gold Coast want him this year, fucking I am all for it if we could get like, you know, Caesar, LG and Who? and Ryan James. Who what was the second name? Kane LG. Oh no. Youngster. Okay. He was the player of the year last year, Holden Cup. Half. So if we get like him and get like Caesar and get like you know like a Ryan James or some sort of forward who's a fucking Gronk but you know with molding could actually become a player, I'd be all for it. Fucking he really awesome. put in too. We'll get to him, but um, Ryan James had a really hooked in. He made it, had a couple of errors. He likes it. Yeah, he does. He does like to drop a ball. I mean, but I mean, fuck, we need a new drop mode, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for a ruck penalty. Good for a drop ball. I, for one, am, am happy this, this DCE thing. At least, there, as Tuvi said, there's a bit of closure to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, piss him off. As I said, there's no what is it? There's no I in team, but there's a DC and an E in dickhead. Wow. So um, it's amazing how quickly you turn. It's just the way he did it. I've, I've been on the record for weeks now. That's even if sorry, he, even I'll, if he resigned, I wanted to make a point. I had the shits with him. Even if he, even if he resigned. I still had the shits with him just because of the way the whole fucking thing. Had. So to to let it go on so long, and then still and then still leave, and let it clearly have it be a disruptive influence to the yeah. preparation for game one, yeah. and then get beaten by thirty. Yep, play like th- play, play like an absolute fucking cunt when you're in the, in the course then, of it, not do nothing. As everyone's got their heads down, it's a new season. Everyone's like, yeah, fucking great, and we'll then shovel that on the top we've of that. Been smacked, yep. and then come into the sheds and go, well, you know what? Sorry, boys, I'm not here next year. Yeah, I just thought. Fuck! You could, surely you could leave it a few days yeah, yeah. without it getting leaked, or make the decision early. You know, like, yeah, and, and exactly. he's probably like, "Well, if I did it earlier, but yeah, you know, guess what, mate? You played like you were fucking stressing about telling the team about that shit, and just the whole general attitude like permeated anyway because of the uncertainty. I wonder if it had been like a shit decision to hear three days out." But at least, you know, it was done and dusted then. Would that have been, you know... It's one thing I'll give Scott Prince when, he, you know, the Tigers are in a similar position leading into the 2006 season um, when the Titans, were, you know, hadn't really yet been formed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were signing players and, and Prince, obviously their marquee signing. Uh, we just won a premiership and we lead into the 2006 season and he's fucking gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'll give him one thing. At least he announced it early. Yeah, that's right. And don't get me started on the fucking Pens and Joe Kelly and this whole thing as well. I mean, they they wanted the control of the club. I mean, they're doing a fucking bang-up job so far. Fucking idiots. Well, I um, hope they know what they're doing because there's been a dynasty there for a decade. You know what? I think and that they don't know, have a fucking clue what they're doing. But the Pens particularly, don't. I don't think they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. And what's going to happen is, they're mainly going to continue to be successful. Players are going to come in. However... There's going to be this basic change to like the essence of the club, mm. where it's not going to be the family thing that it has been for its you know the entire since they came into competition for you know nearly seventy years. That's going to be gone, and they're just going to be like any other club. People come and play for the club, people come and they leave, and then you know other people come in and play for the club, and it's just not the same fucking you know family that it, that it has been, and and. Not a lot of clubs, like the Bulldogs, they've kind of lost that a bit too. They had that back in the day. I think they've fully lost that, you know, in this day and age. And, you know, it's probably the same for a lot of clubs, but, um, you know, it's it, these teams that, you know, just not don't seem to, you know, they don't have anything, you know, they're not about anything. 
that's what I think is going to happen. Like Kelly is a smart businessman, and that's why I think that they're going to continue to be successful, no doubt about it, because he's a smart business guy. He's going to get the best players for the best price and bring him in, and blah blah blah. But it doesn't say he understands culture. Exactly. Well, he, hasn't got, he hasn't got a fucking clue about culture, and the Pens should fucking know better. They should know better, but they don't have a fucking clue about football. So the combination together. Yeah. Um, Des Hasler likely to be issued with a breach notice for comments he made about referees after Sunday's match against Penrith. Uh, final decision will be made. Well, hopefully it'll be made by the time we're talking about it now, but it's, it's understanding that he'll, he will be breached, but the penalty isn't known yet. He could get a written or verbal warning, a fine, possibly 10 grand, or a suspended fine. An NRL official said, uh, why didn't Wayne Bennett get a fine for bagging the NRL integrity unit last week? Well, because they're not referees. Hasler called for referees to front a post-match press conference to explain their decisions because the NRL has gagged coaches from discussing match officials. New NRL guidelines prevent a coach from commenting on a ref. And then and then Des Hasler came out to press conference and basically just, just uh, refs folded it. Like his name was fucking Josh Hasler. Like, <laughs> I just... Find that motherfucker out of existence, dead set. It's funny and endearing when he's your coach, but when he's not, he's like, what a fucking tool. <laughs> he's, um, he's daring them. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. He's essentially daring them to... to punish him and just fucking oh, the NRL needs to needs to come to the party and keep doing it until it becomes prohibitive yeah. to the club to allow him to keep doing it and he kept saying like, like pragmatic and reasonable in his thing which is the, like the wording handed down by the NRL <laughs> so he, the, he's just he's just like trying to toe this line and just yeah dude he's got to grow up at some stage now uh, the next story possibly Tigers in decline for reals and I don't mean your I don't mean West Tigers specifically, but the Balmain Club, it says it is destined to fold. If Leichhardt Council goes ahead with the proposed decision to rezone the side of the clubhouse in Roselle, they have a history spanning 107 years, and uh, the entity, one half of the West Tigers joint venture, is likely to be in voluntary administration within weeks. It was hoped that the Victoria Road premises owned by Roselle Village would have been would be developed to provide a much-needed revenue stream for Balmain, but the officials claim Leichhardt Mayor Rochelle Portis' approval to rezone the historic site has effectively killed off any hope of the project and Balmain of continuing into the future. Jesus. How the fuck about that? Without the Leagues Club, we're done. It's a really tough time, said Balmain Chairman Dr. Leslie Glenn. Extinction is a stark reality. That's what we're facing. We're in grave strife. We've dealt in good faith with Leichhardt Council. We've been in talks with them since 2004-2005. They encouraged us with the development and to buy the adjacent buildings, and we really went into debt on that instruction. The the goalposts have definitely shifted. The rezoning not only means the development won't go ahead, but also that they won't be able to sell it on to anybody. It's an unviable situation. Fuck. Yeah, not cool, hey? I just wonder, obviously that means... Bring back the Maggies. No. Really? Well, if Balmain's gone, then what do you, why, why would... I mean, like, Manly don't give a fuck about North Sydney. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that on the weekend. Um, look, it's it's a lot of history. It's a lot of rugby league and... And, and the, that's why they got books. <laughs> It's, I must say, it, it put it on ha- microfish. Kids can go down to the fucking library and look it up. <laughs> doesn't have a huge impact on me because I'm not a Balmain. Daring guy. tales of fucking Steve Edmed and his and his exploits. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Glenn Morrison. Oh, Glenn Morrison. Those are he the days. ended up going to North, didn't he? Did he play for Northern Eagles too? 
Then he went to the Cowboys. Fucking Look, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I remember. I remember the uh, his, his Cowboys. I mean, his Cowboys year was probably his his most like famous. Yeah, or mm. was that was that probably his most? He was very young times? at the Tigers, but he was a, yeah. yeah, he was a young um, up and comer. I always remember when I think of Glenn Morrison. I always think think of him as a Cowboys player. Yeah, that's must have been where he played his best footy, or you know, he probably spent the most of his time there too. Sure. Um, yeah, it doesn't have a huge impact on me because I'm not a Bow main guy, but. Um, Interesting to see how the NRL handles that from the joint venture side of things. And um, well, the, at, the, at the know, moment, though, they're not even the, Balmain are already out of the West Tigers equation in terms of voting and stuff because they can't meet the financial obligations. So the, there were assurances given that you know the, the Western Suburbs name wasn't going to come back. So I don't know if there's you know if there's only one viable party of a joint venture and then. You know, maybe they do get the say, but I'd love to know what the actual like the conditions on the on the the joint venture mm. agreements and everything are because you know for example like how Manly held the license yeah. for Northern Eagles and then it's over and also useless I mean they could fuck them off and, be, and return in their own right as Manly I wonder who holds the lot you know is or is it like a different situation for that joint venture than it was to the the Northern Eagles era I'd um. Don't get me wrong. I'd certainly you'd, support you'd, the you'd Magpies if they, Balmain, that he'd come back. But you'd, you'd, you would think that if it was anything like the Northern Eagles side of things, that, that Balmain would hold the license because they because they were the club that was the stronger of the two, and would, they they would have met the criteria right back in the you know to get to actually enter the competition. Because a lot of the time, this meeting the criteria thing was like future proofing yourself because you can meet it now, but maybe in the future you might be shaky, mm. or it's a chance to. To absorb a side and you know get some quality players in there, bolster your roster to be move forward as a more successful yeah. entity. I mean that's what Manly was like. Yeah, we make the criteria. However, we fucking spend all our money on defeating Super League, so you know there's the long term future is you know more you know, shaky. So let's fucking you know take Matty Sears. <laughs> <laughs> How topical. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I would definitely support the Magpies if they came back, but my preference, having supported the West Tigers for, for 15 years now, I um, my preference is to stay with the status quo. Recaps. Okay, round one of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership kicked <laughs> off Thursday. It's very nice. formal, professional of you, Ethan. Oh, oh mate, I, I am absolutely professional. I've been doing this for too many years. In fact, today I started getting these emails from LinkedIn going, "Oh, you know, like Lynn Shields has, uh, you know, commented on your, you know, likes your your work anniversary, and you know, there's comment on your work anniversary. And what the fucking anniversaries come up today that that people are commenting on? And it's like five years. This 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 week in leagues, you know, turning five years. Wow. So, so there you go. It's like, wow, time flies. Isn't it six? This is the sixth year. Yeah. Okay. So five years that, you know, in March, we you know, to the start yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, round one, Broncos. Oh, sorry, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 36, defeat the Brisbane Broncos, six, right in front of their own people, Suncorp Stadium. Fandanas were not flying. Fandanas were getting knotted together to hang people from the fucking upper tier. Um, now, the... They are uh, actually pretty good, those things. Way better than fucking Rally Tower. Jackson loved it. It's funny, I've been trolling fucking Broncos with my Rally Tail account on Twitter, going, are you willing to fucking declare this Fandana shit a miserable failure? And I was actually like saying to me, what the fuck is this Fandana shit? Sending them stuff like that. And they're replying going, oh, we're happy for people to bring their Rally Tails, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
the Rabbitohs. 36 tries to Dylan Walker, John Sutton, Greg Inglis, Luke Keery, Joel Reddy. Reynolds, five from five conversions and three from three penalty goals. Can, can kick. kick. Oh, <laughs> jinx. We have been doing this too long. And the Broncos, six tries to, to Matt Gillett and uh, a penalty goal to Corey Parker. Losing Sam Burgess has had zero impact on the Rabbitohs. Um, confidence from their premiership is a huge, huge advantage to such a talented side, and, and they certainly hit the ground running against the Broncos, who were pretty clunky. Um, they certainly didn't lift to beat the champions, as you know the, the syndrome goes. No, it's. I think a comment was made from one of the guys that sits near us. Um, Milford didn't have a good game, but... He was shithouse. Oh, I wouldn't say he was shithouse. He was... You could see... Completely ineffectual in every way. He was there. He was willing. He was backing up in support and things like that. The ball didn't really go his way. Um, but the guy sitting next to us said... It actually... You know, Milford hasn't had a good game, but it took Barber like half a season to actually look that interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, he was absolutely yeah. He was he was shit house from start to finish. Though, like he never did a single decent it's thing. It's pretty obvious the Broncos are going to improve, but um, the halves combination didn't click. Jordan Carr, who made one error, but was otherwise okay, but he needed to be far more involved. Yeah. Um, forwards were just completely and utterly dominated. And South Corey Parker ruthless. playing at lock and taking and taking lots of time off field. Yeah. Wayne Bennett coaching games passed him by. <laughs> And fuck you, motherfucker, because I once again had Corey Parker, my super coach. But if this if this keeps happening, Wayne, I'm, I'm trading him out. I'm sure he's very concerned about the whole thing. And Corey um, Parker, I mean, you know, to be known as the greatest super coach player potentially all time, I mean, you know, CP13 would fucking love that. Those days are numbered, mate. Getting Wayne's ear, telling him to get you back on the field. Exactly. You're an 80-minute player, son. South were, were relentless. Um, just on uh, young Keary, he's... I thought he would always play second fiddle to to Reynolds, but he's potentially the far more dominant half of South's combination. I thought he had a great game all over the park, backed up really well, bombed one try, almost created another for English with a good kick, and um, and, and did score one one good try, but was just busy everywhere. Yeah. And uh, Reynolds is, you know, I thought he was going to be the flashy guy, creative sort of guy for that team, but he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's just he's a kicking of, game. He's, he's he, you know, he's dumping the ball off. It's easy to look like the flashy guy when when John Sutton's the guy you've been, yeah, sort of been compared yep, to. Yep, good call. But he was, but I, mean, I don't, never thought Reynolds was that creative or you know whatever. He's more like a Trent Hodkinson sort of guy. Can you kick know, though, as we just said. Can kick a fucking goal, absolutely. Um, over to Twitter, Ben Dunn forty three. This Broncos defense has more holes than a Titans player's septum. <laughs> That's tweet of the fucking week. I loved it. Mr. B, I didn't tell him, but Mr. B seventy five, and that's a B with five E's. Parker is as good at dummy half as Milford is at five eight. Up to shit. Glad Bennett has left the Knights. Hash go Knights. My Saguna eighty five. Saguna. Just blame the Broncos loss on Adam Blair. Hash Tigers pain. Hash passed on to. Hash Broncos pain now. Timmy McIntyre. Adam Blair, 57 metres gain. That's double for whatever he ever did at the Tigers. <laughs> Maybe Glenn got it wrong. He's 2015 revelation. George, George Rose did about 36 in the first half. I mean, so if your total output is barely more than George Rose's half output. Unbelievable. Troy, uh, Troy underscore 79. Disgruntled Cam... I want to preface this by saying he's a disgruntled Canberra fan. Bennett's Broncos are rubbish. 
LOL, eat a bag of dicks, Milford. Have fun this year, you stupid cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm, Troy's never gone that hard in the past. This Milford thing hurt him. It really did. Uh, Niles, 1991. Broncos smashed. Blair pulling a Blair. Parker's 300th ruined. Buck stacking it. Gavay, shit. Great he start. He did have you. a shocker, Gavay. He was fucking horrible. And then he's got, he's copped a couple of weeks, hasn't he, anyway? Well, he just topped it off with fucking appalling shoulder charges at the end of the game. Um, he dropped the ball the first two times he took it up. Then he yep. decided to throw a spiral pass 10 metres behind the nearest player. Just So it goes to show that turning up on time when turning up to training actually doesn't it's it's maybe a detriment needs, to his needs playing to, style. Needs to stop showing up, you know, on time. Gave Rock a, up late. Gavay's French Lose for garbage. Watch. That's when you're uh, that's when you're at your best. French for garbage. And I had to give the final word to Mister Underscore Wars Sam over there in uh, the four floors of Hawes in Singapore watching yeah, his games. They've had a fifth floor for him. Yep. And uh, he said, "Hey, where the fuck is Vito? I think he's playing prop for Ipswich." Yeah. Really B. Was. God, I thought that was a fucking joke. Although they were trolling when someone said that. He's big enough. Yeah, but you don't think, oh yeah, there's a winger, drop him, send him to Queensland Cup, yeah, bang him in at prop. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do it to fucking Brett Plowman, so no. what do you think they're going to do it to Vito? Uh, B, Kahu can go and get fucked. C, only good shit we did involved Hodges roaming around, and he doesn't have a D and an E. What the fuck, Wayne? <laughs> and there was no D. <laughs> Sam, you have no D. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Because I know for a fact that he had. Un- unlike the, the the beautiful ladies at the four floors. <laughs> Still sporting a top knot, Sam. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's, he's, like, it's not like he's a footy player. He's like a very buff gentleman with a with a top knot. He's, he's fucking built like a pretzel. Is he still rocking like... He walks ju- past coat hangers and they're like, fucking eat a cheeseburger, skinny. Is he, is he still rocking like a jihadi beard? He was last time I saw him. Yeah. And he was fucking skinny. I just about broke four of his ribs, giving him a cuddle. He fuels up for marathons by just eating like a tin of tuna and some carrots. And carrots. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, like a moose. <laughs> he still runs some fucking good times though. He does. I'll give him that. Um, okay, uh, Friday night. He gets blown along in the wind. <laughs> just like a fucking chip packet. <laughs> just like a... a chip packet with a top knot. Yeah. Classy dude. Paramount Eels 42 to feed the Miley Manly, Mighty Manly Seagulls 12. Um... Eels 42 came from a hat-trick to semi-radradra. William Hopawati, Hopper Jr., Chris Sandow with a double, Brad Takarangi, Reese Robinson, six from seven, goals and a penalty goal. <laughs> and some sexy, <laughs> sexy eyes it's not the, if it's you're not, into creepy stuff. It's, it's yeah, no, it's, it's it's fucking creepy. Like, no one could, you're the it's first how, person. It's how Tim McIntyre looks at a Penrith cheerleader. <laughs> it's exactly how he does. It's exactly how, like, a fucking serial killer looks at his at at his uh, at his captives via his CCTV setup, in, you know, in his room without blinking. Yeah, without that unblinking, just like you know, one day I'm going to make a suit out of your skin. Um, so rub the motherfucking lotion. Um, Manly tries came for Brett Stewart and Chase Blair. Jamie Lyon two from two conversions. Chris Sandow in a contract year. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Jump straight as out Sandow, of the block. Sandow, as Sandows do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> haven't seen him play this well since he was looking for a big money contract at South. <laughs> yeah. Um, without the influence of Hain, um, you know, taking away some of his touches, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know I have put money on Sean Johnson for Dally M. Chris Sandow's a contender. He just has too many intensity problems for a season. 
I don't think he can do. I don't think he can do it every game for a season. I think he'll drop the fuck off, or he'll do it in spurts. You know, he may do it yeah. across the whole season, yeah. but he'll only do it in a game or two here and there. Okay. You know, he won't Jared Hayne it like he won't put like nine of these fuckers together. No way in hell he can't do nine together. Okay. I'm going to go on the record and say that. I'll put money They're a different side this year, and he seems to be a bit of a focal point with what they're doing, albeit against opposition that was, their mind wasn't on the job, and they were fucking fairly convincingly towed. Um But, yeah, I've I've never been a guy to say that Chris Sandow is going to be anything consistent. Yeah. Um, I just, I think this might be the time. Yeah, the, the thing is the don't really recognise where he's going. I mean, Parramatta were just, they were up for it. They were very, like, they got young kids and they were very very much so up for it. And the other thing is, as well, it's just, this got Manly on the edges a couple of times, really. I mean, like, Semi, I mean, he's, you know, fantastic. I mean, he looks like he's going to have another great season. But at the end of the day, he's going to do that to a lot of teams this year. It doesn't matter who, sure. who he's coming up against. And on the left-hand side... He scored a few hat-tricks, hadn't he, yeah, Semi? Yeah, yeah. And Manly started the game with their left-hand side uh, with the second choice for every position out there. Then, with the injury to Gutherson... They moved to a fucking a second rower in the centres, and at the end of the game, Jesse Senny Lafau was on the wing. So obviously, shit's going to come <laughs> when you're running second rowers as defensive lines on the right. And then four, and then four, and obviously uh, did his hammy or whatever. And so I mean, it was just one of those unlucky fucking occasions. But um, I guess you, you probably touched on it with the the Penn and Joe Kelly um, situation earlier, but. From the outside looking in, it looks like Manly's Castle's been compromised a little bit. You know, like it was always very, you know, insular, the insular peninsula, as they say. But um, it it just seems like there's there's way too many cracks appearing, and um, not saying that they won't, you know, TV won't rally the troops and pull them together and and you know find some way to motivate them to 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 be the same side, but. It, it, that's how it seems to me from the yeah. outside looking in Honestly, without trolling. If I think if I think they fucked off Cherry Evans and they kept Foran, I reckon they'd be all good. I think Foran's the type of guy they can rally behind. I'd still be worried that there's no sort of creativity there. But I mean, if they're getting rid of Ch- Cherry Evans, then presumably, they can buy Chris presumably, well, no, but for this year immediately, like you know, presumably they would get you know people into Josh to fill those. Well, yeah, no, he's had his chance in years ago. Did he? He he was us before he was dragons. Oh, okay. Like lower grades. I'm thirsty. And um, yeah, yeah, but um, you know, you just got to fucking move on from that one. And then you know, and I guess we'll see this week. They're up against Storm. Um, eels are a traditional enemy in quotes, but I mean, in, in reality, traditional seventies, eighties. You know, like yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't really feel. Yeah, a lot your of fucking, real rivalry is this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't get, I don't, I don't really get up for like Parramatta games, like you know, some of the older guys, because, you know, the older guys, you know, it's all the 70s and 80s and that's their shit. But for me, it's more like dogs and particularly recently, yeah, the storm. Um, Twitter, Aussie11198. Eels fans shooting their loads quicker than Glenn Blakely at a Rennie Matua Coke party. (laughs) Ben Dunn, 43. Jared Hayne was clearly holding the Eels back. It certainly looks that way. Paraman, MK2. I mean, I'm not going to get carried away or anything, but fuck, just hand us the premiership now. It's all over. M51 of order. Sandow, without playing second field to Hayne, could do some amazing things this year. Bay Bay, BNC. Well, that's it. It's all over. Manly is done. Para have sealed the premiership. On to preparing overreactions for next year's round one. <laughs> Mad Dog underscore no space. When do the hash Manly in decline shirts come out? <laughs> 
two-part answer. Part A, never, but I'm happy to fucking do some sort of shirt because I'm, you know, I like getting paid. But we can't just go manly and decline because that's just a straight rip of the other one. We have to think of something catchy and, like, you know, as clever as that because the Tigers and Decline thing has become a, th- a thing unto itself and I don't think we should just, like, sub out the name. We need to think of something of its own sort of thing. And I haven't seen people... Some people put some suggestions in, but no one's come up with anything great yet, I don't think. But um, I think... Like, I have faith in our community to do it. I'm sure someone... You know, if, if not us, someone will come up with it. Uh, CK Jonesy. So Coca-Cola is bringing back Cherry Coke on the Gold Coast. Hash limited time only. Hash four years. Everyone's like, that's a great tweet. He actually fucking ripped it off Facebook because I saw someone tweet it fucking at least an hour before... Or, or post something about it at least an hour before he did. It's a pretty fucking low-hanging fruit of a, yeah. of a joke, isn't it? What a fucking surprise. He recycled someone else's material. So anyway, I, I was I was talking to, to someone close to Cherry Evans today. And he just he's just shaking his head going, fuck. Gold Coast. <laughs> I said... Because la- last time I spoke to him was before Manly withdrew the contract, so at that stage it was still you know not dire. So so he didn't he obviously didn't like the the contract thing being withdrawn. Yeah, clearly not. The one thing I got out of the conversation, I said, so I guess you're a fucking Titans fan now. He's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not changing teams over that. So even even though he's boy, he's, gonna, he's still like, no, no, I'm I'm still Manly. Which goes to show how fucking how 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 truly repulsive the Titans are as a potential side to be a supporter of. But then he's like, "Did I tell you this? Did I tell you this?" I started saying like, you know, look at the end of the day, like I was sort of rationalising, going, "You know, done nothing in Origin, done nothing internationally. You know, this is, I don't think this is going to be. I think promotion wise, it's going to be, you know, probably a good thing in the short term for the Titans. They'll ride off the back of his clean cut. You know, he hasn't had been in anything. However, he hasn't been in any off field shit, but." This the way this whole thing has panned out though is pretty. It does you know make him look like a bit of a prat, but um, but he's pretty clean cut and everything, so they should be able to build something around that marketing wise at least in the short term. Sure. And um, and I said yeah, he hasn't really done, but long term I think it'll be the end of him, you know, because I just I don't think he can do it by himself with the team. He needs to have the players around him, and the Titans just don't have that. And he said um, and then I was talking about how the origin how how you shit house in origin. He goes yeah, you know what happened in origin one last year. I said, no, tell me. I said, well, you know why you're so fucked? I said, well, I assume because he'd been training to play on the bench and Kronk broke his arm or whatever straight away and, you know, he got thrown in there and had to be the halfback for, you know, for the whole game, in game one. And he said, no, no, that's not it. He said, he fucking forgot his mouth guard. He's sitting in the bus, forgot his mouth guard. Too embarrassed to tell anyone. So he went out there without a mouth guard on. Knew Robbie Farrow Far- was targeting him. Was hesitant because he didn't fucking have a mouth guard in there's your franchise Gold Coast fucking enjoy now Newcastle Knights 24 defeat the Warriors 14 uh, this one the Knights 24 came from tries to Dane Gagai a double Tyler Randall Rui Rochow and the conversions Tyler Randall one from one Tyrone Roberts at three from three and uh, the Warriors 14 tries to Thomas Lulaw and Ryan Hoffman Sean Johnson two from two conversions and a penalty goal Another disappointing opening to a season for the Warriors. They seem to be making a habit of it. And it wasn't looking that way at half time though either. Sorry? Because we had this discussion no, last week. And you were kind of thinking like the home thing for Newcastle. And I was like, but yeah, Newcastle garbage. And like the Warriors, surely. Surely. And at half time I was like, well, cool. I'm right. It's going. I'm good. It's, uh, yep, they're, they're doing what I thought they'd do. And then they've, uh, as, as I've seen with, uh, with Manu Vatavai in the, in the, uh, in the nines, the, uh, he's managed to bring a new dimension to his game where it's not rocks or diamonds. 
it's rocks and diamonds in within the same eighty minute period. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, well, you know, eighteen minutes in terms of nines, but the Warriors have adopted that rocks and diamonds within the same game. Yep, they do love a late season run, and I'm sure um, the talent will prevail. But as we said last week, you know, they'll get into the eight, and um, I'm just not sure they'll know what to do from there. <laughs> um, Gagai with an impressive audition for a Bronco centre position. Uh, had an outstanding game. That move that he put on, I, I can't remember if he scored the try or, or if he set it up. Forgive my ignorance. But the in and away that he had no room to move, yeah. the guy had come up, the defender had come up quick and he was in and gone and old mate was just there flat-footed like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he didn't get a finger on him. He's, Jedi he's mind got, tricked me. Yeah, almost like fucking teleported. Yeah. Really impressive footwork. And his, his last season, um, last season was, was a real standout year for, for Gagai. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos, who do need a little bit of strike power there in the centres, um, to make a big play for him for next season. He's, um, he's certainly turning into the player that the Broncos um, saw... Um, before his, you know, some off-field indiscretions, the Broncos pulled their hard-line stance and he ended up at the Knights. Um, lastly, just on Ryan, Ryan Hoffman. The Warriors forwards have always been known as being a bit flashy and, um, you know, with the exception of probably Steve Price, there's never been that real mongrel to them. Um, they've had far too many sort of flashy guys, Fletty Mateo, Laotiti, and, and plays like that. And there is a bit of that, yeah, that, you know, that looks like Tarzan plays like Jane thing with a lot of yeah. those guys, yeah. Hoffman might be the guy that gets them playing with that mongrel, and um, that's, you know, as far as their premiership credentials go and their makeup of a potential premiership um, contending side, that's an element that they've, they've lacked, but he brings a lot to the table. He scored a customary fucking try on the left edge, um, was great in defence, and just, just his leadership qualities from his time at the Storm and, and at Origin... Um, really shone through and, and it won't be too long before he's a, he's a true leader of that side. When you're talking about Chrissy Sandow and the uh, the Daly M situation, mm. Sean Johnson, that fucking mare. Yeah. Nightmare. He's probably not going to win zero any points. points. In, yeah, zero <laughs> points in this game, but... We're doing the the, the round-by-round count at the end of the year and in round one... Well, Sean it's pretty Johnson. obvious that as he goes, the, the Warriors go, so... Yeah. Um, the fact that he didn't have his best game, you know, it reflected on the scoreboard for his team. Shaboogan. Did Joey Leilua eat BJ Leilua and replace <laughs> him in the hopes of being the new fat touchy? <laughs> and he's got a top knot as well. This top knot thing. I blame Gutherson. He kind of, he, he was the first one I really remember rocking that horrible shit, but um, they're, they're, they're spreading. They're multiplying. Like Mitchai. Shunter 86. <laughs> Doyle's Shunter 86. Happy to see the Knights with the first up win in the post-Tinkler Bennett era, but that was a mud performance by the Warriors. Agree. And there wasn't a lot of Twitter action on that one, so true to form, the Warriors have no fans. Um, <laughs> and the Titans don't either, but people like to chat, you know, chat shit about them. And we move on to that. The West Tigers 19 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 18. Um, the Tigers 19 uh, doubled to Paddy Richards, tried to uh, Tedesco, hot sauce. Biscuit legs, field goal to Paddy Richards, two conversions and a penalty goal to Paddy Richards. It was all fucking Paddy Richards. <laughs> Paddy Richards, Paddy Richards, Paddy Richards had a day out. Paddy Richards versus the Titans. He just lost, but he, he did a great effort. Um, lucky Tedesco was never able to try to, to get him over the top. Titans 18, double to James Roberts. 
And uh, Ryan James, the try as well. Aiden Caesar, two from three in a penalty goal. James Roberts, future rep player for sure, if he stays yeah, out of jail. He, yeah, if he can keep it, yeah. yeah. if he stays out of jail, stays alive. What a fucking talent that kid is. Yeah. So fast. Like, that. Uh, his first try happened right in front of us. and yeah. It looked like the Tigers had, Tigers had it covered, and he just shot through, and no one could fucking get in his way. And, yeah. And he put the ball down, and it was... Um, it was for then on the Tigers seemed to be playing a bit of, a bit too much catch up footy and it was obvious uh, that the Titans had come to play and, and were looking to put a horror fortnight behind them um, and at the same time the Tigers were clunky a little bit like the Broncos as I mentioned earlier um, you know Brooksy has shown a bit not good he didn't have a good game and um, it was when the Tigers were at their best it was Moses laying it on yeah um Speaking of laying it on, lucky to stay on the field. He's very lucky to stay on the field, and, the and justification, very lucky not to get suspended either. Did you hear the justification for no suspension? They didn't suspend him because they're like, "Oh, it was just reflex." Yeah, that's why you have careless fucking. That's that's why there's a charge called careless. Exactly. No one's saying he didn't intentionally. He was sort of off the. You know, he was he was wrong footed to do it. But at the end of the day, that was like some that, that was, was some a, 70s shit. There. That was yeah. I was gonna say that's a 1982 close line. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Very One lucky Ronnie, to stay Ronnie on the Gibbs field. Ronnie Gibbs would have been proud of. Yeah. Um, impressed with the kids in the Tigers' forwards. Um, Woodsy was again a powerhouse, as we've come to expect. So some good signs for the Tigers, but um, I think they were, to start the game, they were looking to to get a little bit fancy and, and, and put a big score on. Uh, they didn't really account for the Titans, especially Ryan James, as I said, and... Um, Caesar and, and I thought Mortimer had a reasonable game. Missed a couple of tackles on Marty Tapao, um, who had a big game. But uh, they, they certainly came uh, to give their fans something to cheer about and, and try and get out of the blocks well to start the season now that footy's back and, and people can try and put some of the off-field shit behind them and concentrate on their football. Trotters at Devonhead. Win, lose or draw, Titans will still party like George Jung. In 1972. Yes, I don't get it at all. Okay, good. I was going to say that was put there, planted there, specifically to give you the referential retard day. I didn't even Google it. Didn't you? not going to give him the uh, satisfaction. What do you think it would be, though? What do you think George Jung was doing in 1972? Partying. Lots of cocaine. And, And... Hookers. And... Beards. Perhaps that was like the... The the advent of the trafficking of hair, of cocaine, setting up the cartel in Colombia and bringing it into the United States. Scarface. No, no, not Scarface. Fuck. The cocaine cowboys and, and Blow. The you know, movie Blow, like Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's who Johnny Depp was. Okay. In that movie. Yeah. Right. Cool. I still don't care. <laughs> Michael Darren seventy. Michael Darren seventy nine. Titans were on a euphoric high and have hit a massive low. Probably a bit like cocaine. Shagger one one three. The NRL stole DCE, but couldn't steal a win against the team of destiny. He's gone hash run TMB. That's beautiful. He's gone hash NRL stole my daily, and, uh, <laughs> and then he's gone the official long hashtag too. Fucking check yourself, fool. What about Don't use the NRL headlines? What about head, Paddy Richards? What about him? Fuck. There's no there's no TMB in Paddy Richards. I think you. I think he should be absolutely. Disgusted. That's what the run means. Richard's you to man. Where's the end? Not rum. Fuck. 
Oh, now I'm not going to make a racist thing. <laughs> Mup 23, poor game. The Titans shouldn't have let the Tigers get close, even with the fuckery of Moses staying on. <laughs> Hash funny game, rugby league. Oh. Is, he's been rocking that hashtag nonstop. I think it's got potential, though. I think it's got a lot of potential. Tiger underscore Benji. That game was a mix of awesome glimpses of the future and what the fuck am I doing here putting up with this shit? Standard. The life of a Tigers fan. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Of, la- of late, of the last decade. Jar TV. Glenn takes the name of Run DMC in vain. Tigers beat Titans by one. The footy guys just fired a warning shot. <laughs> because the footy guys are so invested in the fucking... In, in the, the fortunes, In the fortunes of Jam Master J. <laughs> May he rest in peace. The biggest tiger got away with a win, even without hash run TMB firing. Hash only way is up. Tweets like a champion, this biggest tiger. I can't believe we didn't get him on board earlier. I wish he had to come on and fuck Saguna off. <laughs> you notice there's no Saguna story this week. He thinks it's going to fucking happen. He thinks it's going. He thinks it's going to happen automatically. But unless you're going to send us stories about fucking having a threesome with Wade McKinnon, I mean. <laughs> As you've done before. You don't get a segment, mate. You just you just get in the feedback section if you send us it's, a story and it's, it's just not going to happen, mate. And stealing a, a ball off a six-year-old kid and kicking it into the car park and then kicking the kid in the nuts or however that fucking story went. Yeah. Sydney Roos is 28. It's an indication of how tired I am, Nathan, that I misspelled run to MB. <laughs> I'm still reeling from that. I'm like, you didn't take your fucking vitamins before you come up, son. You didn't take your brain pill. Early in the season for this kind of fade. This usually happens in the colder weather. Yeah, it does. <laughs> fucking middle of winter is a grind. Sydney Roosters 28 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 4 up at 1,300 teeth. And uh, the Sydney Roosters 28 came from tries to Daniel Tupo, Michael Jennings, Aiden Guerra, and a double to Boyd Cordner. And uh, Maloney, three from four conversions. Boyd Cordner got one. And the Cowboys, a solitary try to Justin O'Neill. And, uh, of course, Thurston with the miss. Justin O'Neill for the Cowboys. Really? The fuck were they thinking? Yeah. Clinical from the Roosters, much like the Bunnies, far too professional and, and just had too much firepower and, uh, you know, executed every last bit of their play to, to perfection. Um, Cowboys, on the other hand, have shown they... In the past, they're not a big fan of expectations and they come into this season with a lot of people thinking they were serious premiership contenders. Not me, though. Um, and <laughs> I think that burden plus their perennial bridesmaid heritage... Not to mention the conspiracies. And all the conspiracy theories. I think it might spell doom for their seasons very early on, but... Well, that's um, a... <laughs> I just... I don't know. I don't rate the Cowboys. What can I say? Shane Aaron Elvis, right. We put this we put to bed this it's the Cowboys year bullshit even quicker this year. Hash never going to happen. Hash small toothless. <laughs> Sammy Boy nineteen eighty six. Fergie Ferg's fingers clearly still moist, hence a drop ball. Still good defence. Hash Louis Karma and conspiracy Caesar Lads home. I thought Mitchell Pierce, um he's, he's made a bit of noise about wanting to get his origin jersey back, etc. Um and for this game at least I think he silenced the haters, um, at least for a week. Do you think you do? You, do you think honestly that Mitchell Pearce has haters though? Mitchell Pearce? Yeah. Yeah. You don't and think it's people? Lots you, don't, you don't think it's people who just see who just see his his uh, his uh, efforts when it counts as just being disappointing? They've got to be haters. They're actually haters though. They're no, not there's, there is a lot lack of people that are quite vicious in their fucking dislike of Mitchell Pearce yeah. as a footballer. 
Because I hate this thing. It just really yeah, makes me think, really? Really? Half no, the time, there's people that are like, yeah. oh, fuck, you know, like we expected him to be better. Just do like better, Origin. motherfucker. That's, that's, yeah. There's those guys, but oh, I wouldn't say that was a hater. But there's no. people like, fuck that Mitchell Pierce. He's fucking shit. Oh, there's another mistake from Mitchell Pierce. Or blah, blah, blah. Well, he was Yeah, presumably flawless. they're saying that though when he's made a mistake. And pretty sort of flawless that. in this game. All right. Penrith Panthers 24 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 18 at the Muddy Puddle. And uh, the Panthers 24 came from tries to DWZ. The fucking where? The Muddy Puddle. Pepper Stadium. <laughs> Why is it called the Muddy Puddle? Oh, Pepper sake. Pig. We went through this last week. <sighs> it's seasoning. I know what pepper is, you fuckwit. <laughs> That's quality, though. Yeah, do you want me to explain fucking salt next? Is that no, no, mean? I'm good. You got a fair bit of salt and pepper in your beard, just saying. Fucking rocking it, though. Tell you, this beard shit's sensational. DWZ got a double. George Jennings and James Cigarro tries. Jamie Sauer at three from four conversions and a penalty goal. To feed the dogs, 18 of their tries came to Tim Brown, Curtis Rona, Brett Morris. Three from three conversions to Trent Hogerson. Can kick a goal, Trent Hogerson. Tremendous player. Should he, should he ever return to Manly? You really want to get him back? No, no. I was just all I was doing was just seeding some tweets out there that I could refer to in a year's time when people go, "Fucking you hate Trent Hogerson." I go, oh, "Really?" Is what I said here's a year a tweet ago. from a year ago here's where tweet, I sarcastically he, he, said he was good. Here's a tweet from a year ago where I where I sang his praises effusively. <laughs> I can't remember what I said, but fuck. You're overthinking it. That night was one of the fucking most fun nights I've ever had on Twitter. Oh, oh, I was fucking having a great time. Brilliant. <laughs> I think the Panthers were as silky smooth as the outfits of their cheerleaders. Um, some people, um, you know, made some comments about the fact that they faded late, but let's be honest, when the game mattered, they dominated. Uh, and the Bulldogs didn't have any answers. That's right, but that fade thing, there's the, that'll need to be addressed in, you know, 20 odd weeks should they have any aspirations for you know greater glory etc etc I think so I think the Panthers are one of those sides that are um, they took some serious strides last year um, to being a you know a consistent contender uh, but there's once you get to that point as far as the the ability to play at that level to do it consistently um, is the next step and, and you see sides like Manly and the, and the Dogs and Melbourne Teams like that have have learnt how to how to get there consistently. Um, I think the Panthers are probably that's their final frontier. Um, as you said, we they do things right, um, and that's probably the last thing they've got to get right um, mm-hmm. is the stuff on the field. They're doing everything right off the field to make it a powerful club for the long term. And um, you know that the, they've got some great young kids in that side. Um, that's probably their last last frontier. Can you do it with Jamie Soward? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Can you do it with a guy that has, you know, has shown that he can be mentally fragile as a, as most Premiership recently as winner. last season? Premiership winner, Jamie <laughs> Soward. <laughs> I thought the dogs did well to keep competing, but any dogs fan that thinks that they were, you know, that the scoreboard um, was a true reflection of, of the performance of both teams is, is uh, kidding themselves. The pennies had really slipped into cruise control. Yeah, and in fact, as far as suckful it was on Friday night, I'd much rather it had ended like that mm. rather than ended like 36-28 up 
after like a late avalanche of tries like this game saw. Yeah. Because that that sort of thing can can overshadow and gloss over some of the shit that's wrong, you know, and make people you know focus on the you know oh what an epic comeback it was, blah blah blah. When the other team's essentially clocked off. Sure. Um, rather than addressing what actually puts you behind twenty four nil, you know, in the first place. Um, disappointing. Uh, Danny Tequila, nowhere to be seen. Stood down until what? she gets on Twitter. Jesus. I tweeted that and said, uh, said, is, is there any truth to the rumor that Danny's been stood down until she gets on Twitter? And she said, yes, I can confirm that's that. That's like fucking damn right. I sacked her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there can be only one. That's right. Because that's the boss up in this bitch. Um, where are we? Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Better side on a day one today. We were flat and struggled in the heat. Well done to Panthers. At least we held on to the end. Obviously a sober day for John. <laughs> Mickey T. Obviously John not, has lost his crack pipe. Uh, obviously has not replenished his Uzo collection <laughs> since Christmas time. <laughs> Mickey T. 1985. Fantastic Penrith allowed dogs back into the game like a charity case, but clinical performance and gave the dogs a football lesson. Shunter 86. Almost pegged back at the end, but hopefully that's just a bit of rush from the guys coming back. Hash March top eight is where I'll settle. Jar TV. The team of destiny prevailed over the grub tactics of Reynolds and Co. Six bitches in the crowd got pregnant from pure brilliance. That's interesting. Scientifically impossible. Is it? Is well, it Well, if I know science. And you do. And I do. I was born in a Petri dish. <laughs> Chapo, who is now a, the based Chapo. The problem with Josh Reynolds is he keeps going hash full Josh, and he should never go hash full Josh. Remember when it cut, like was it? It was probably around the time of Origin, and you know we always struggle for news stories in the lead up to Origin because the news kind of stops and it just becomes fluff pieces and like background on the players and and you know these inspirational stories about how this dude you know had fucking something happen in his life and now look at him he's playing State of Origin football isn't he fantastic? We got these Josh Reynolds stories along the same lines at last time. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, his nickname's Grub, but he's such a fucking lovely guy and he does this and that and he pets the little baby cats and fucking has an orphanage in Indonesia in his name. Whatever. No, he's dead set fucking Grub. And it, he's unbelievable, actually. And it's, we'll get to the teams later on for this week. But he's out for like a significant amount of time with an arm injury, but... He should have been out for a significant amount of time just for being a fucking cunt. Dead set. Tripping people like it's fucking gone out of style. Just... It's unnecessary shit because as a competitor and as a footballer, he could just get the job done and, you know, he'd be certainly a lot more respected. Maybe oh. he doesn't care about respect. It's funny, I've seen a Maybe lot of... Maybe he just likes to trip people. I've seen a lot of Doggies fans going, you know, this injury could be a blessing in disguise because it gets him as a liability out of our side and Mbai is probably Mbai. a better option. Doggies wow. fans turning and he hasn't even signed anywhere. He's just fucking tripped some people. What a... It's <laughs> 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 just tripped some folks. Do you um... say Manly fans turn on people? But I mean, they've got to sign and disrupt the entire team with their signing for us to get offside with them. But geez, this guy trips someone, break if, your um, arm, they want your head. If Mbai has a you know a, some Ben Barber moments, like Ben Barber did that year when he was coming off the bench and he was unstoppable, then 2012 came along and he killed it. Yeah, Mbai, Mbai, if Mbai starts doing that... <laughs> How many times are you going to say Mbai? Well, I'm saying, Mbai, Mbai, Mbai. Stay with me. If Mbai keeps doing stuff like that... <laughs> I can stutter. 
Josh Reynolds will be up in Reggie's going, where's the love? He might get signed by Manly. <laughs> that just went straight over you, didn't it? People listening to the show understand what just happened then. And they're going to tag you, hash referential retard. <laughs> I'm not explaining it to you. <laughs> But no, we we don't want the likes of Josh Reynolds in our side. However, if Trent Hodkins had decided that he'd run his course at Doggies and wanted to come on board, you know, great player, better bloke, love to have him on board. I really regret it, the, you know, the day he left us initially. Um, Tom underscore rolling. <laughs> For every Sharks tweet fans. you do referring back to this shit, I'm going to bring an audio file of the things you said about him the second after he signed and every week thereafter. But don't you remember the, the tweet we had earlier in the show in the feedback section that said the first two seasons are not Because <laughs> that's what had happened the first year that we were doing the show. <laughs> Tom underscore rolling said, uh, Sharks fans are LOLing at the doggies about Lychee or whatever the fuckhead's name is. Same ones who were screaming when he signed with them. Yeah, there was a lot of carrying on. And that brings us, speaking of the Sharks, the Canberra Raiders 24 to feed the Cronulla Sharks 20 at the tip. Ramonda Stadium and the points went as follows uh, double to Jack Whiten Jordan Rapana Sisawaga tries Jared Croker two from three and made a conversion sorry and penalty goals two from two Sharkies tries to Tupo Sasai Fecky Ricky Latelli Gordon two from three conversions and two from two on the penalty goals Jack Whiten with a day out tries fights try savers um, he's much better talking on Instagram than he is in interviews fucking hell but you, you, this, this is the one time, first time, maybe not first time, but it's one time when I don't begrudge the fact that they actually did pay him, though. <laughs> definitely. He deservedly definitely got paid on this twice. occasion. Yeah. Got his man in the match check. Yep. Um, what do you get for man in the match these days? Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks was a KFC. Mm. No, no, it's just thousand bucks. Yeah. You can spend it on KFC if you want. I don't think they stipulate where you have to spend it. Who wouldn't, though? That's a fucking lot of KFC. <laughs> yeah. I'd give it a touch up, don't get me wrong. Invite Georgie Rose over. Is he, um... Fuck, you need more than a grand. <laughs> How much do you think... Get? Well, there's a lot of talk about Moylan playing Origin in yeah, Haynes' no, absence. No. Do you reckon White might get a crack? Well, he was kind of in the mix, remember? He was sort of brought into the fold last year. And everyone at the time was going, Oh, you're a fucking idiot, Laurie Daly. Why would you bring, <laughs> why would you bring him? He's, Just because he plays with the Raiders. He's shithouse. Now... Now look at him, Laurie Day looks like a motherfucking genius. Look at him now this week. I mean, let's see if he can put them together, of course. I mean, this is, you know, once again, it's week one. It's very hard to draw any yeah. inferences for the, across the whole season, but... I thought Barber shows some signs that he, he, he's he got the ability and, and the form to, to spark Cronulla in attack, but, geez, he had some ordinary moments. Yeah, I was going to say, that's funny how perceptions change. Yeah. Or how perceptions differ between two people, because you said you saw signs that he could be blah, 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 and I saw signs that he was fucking shithouse. Yeah. And he's lost it, and that, that um, and basically that that year that he had, 2012 seems like a million for the doggies. Years ago. That was that year was an absolute aberration, and it was a you know 2009 Jared Hayne thing. Only Jared Hayne did it again last year and the year before that. Yeah, but not as successfully or for a sustained period of time. You know, to the same success of the entire club. Sure. Didn't get him to a grand final. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, it took that. His career peaked, and it's fucking been in free fall since. Yep, on and off the field, spinning round and round like the <laughs> like the dials on a pokey. <laughs> now there's a reference I get. All right, 
I wanted to go deeper on it and like actually like you know pull out the queen and all and something like that, but I've never played that machine. I don't. I don't fucking know. I can't. I can't. Speak. You've never played Queen of the Nile. No, I'm not a pokey guy. It's like I don't even know you. Because I'm not a fucking degenerate, essentially. It's like what I'm I trying don't to even say. know you. <laughs> Are you finished, have you? Yes. Kyle Stanley. I just wanted to say we're talking oh, about Kyle Stanley, fifth fuck. fifth blown knee in his career. Um, one of the Mitch I. I think it was the Mitch Mitch Niles uh, tweeted me and said, you know, look, surely you know Tedesco can't be biscuit legs. Oh fuck, he's played one game. Give him a break. He he can't be biscuit legs when Stanley, you know, this is his fifth or fourth or fifth or whatever. And I said, well, no, no, Tedesco is biscuit legs. Stanley, he's got his next level. He's sherbet legs. <laughs> he fucking is sherbet legs. And so, so, and we won't get to use that nickname much because, I, I mean, really, we may never see or he, hear from him again. I think he needs to perhaps enroll in a refereeing course or something like that because dude's knees are just not up to the rigours of the modern game. What a, I mean, Poor fucker. such a talented guy. Yep. Fuck. But what was going on with that family? Because it's not like he's the only one that's got the knees getting fucked up all the time, is it? What's Chase doing? He's been, he's had, hasn't he had his knees? Yeah, oh, you could be right. I'm not sure. I mean, when the mother was giving him the wheat bix or the Fruit Loops or whatever, yeah, put some milk on them shits. <laughs> Put some milk on him. Give the boy some calcium. God's sake. <laughs> um, that's fine. I'm missing the manly thing. I want to talk about nicknames. Of the, I want to give uh, give Hassan, as, in addition to the man of the match award, I also want to, I want to I want I want to start calling him like you know he went he came in with the tiger knees. I thought we could call him like Sagat. You know that right? That's Street Fighter. Isn't yeah, because you're rocking the tiger knee. So, that was fucking... I, I love that too, by the way. But anyway, Twitter on this game. That's passed. Mitchell Darts. Changed, had, an, had an off-season name change. Ricky Stewart for Revelation of the Year. Hash four in a row. You don't think of it like that, do you? I don't think he's going Because, I mean, those games were kind of nothing, with, you know, against teams that were often shithouse. Sam McNally, 5482. Because there's a lot of Sam McNally's on, on Twitter. <laughs> 5,481 others, it would seem. Jack White and a Gen Y hero getting paid 80 minutes for 70 minutes work, followed by a couple of weeks off, no doubt. Mitch Doyle, 13. That's the new Mitch. The new Doyle. Say what you will, but Cronulla Sharks having a new roster playing as consistently as usual is something most sides struggle to do. <laughs> Melbourne Storm, 12. Defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 4 on Monday Night Foot Bitch. And this one, fair to say, a, a dour affair. The Melbourne Storm's tries came to, through uh, young Tunamapia and Will Chambers. Cameron Smith, two from two conversions. Eto Nabuli with the lone score for St. George of the Lord Dragons, unconverted. Fucking Vuvuzela in every sense this game. Very ordinary game. Monday night games have it in them. It's in their game to be like this. Not more often than not, but it's it's unsurprising if you hit a Monday game and it's something like this. Sure. But first round of the year, I mean, you would have thought that the teams would have put a little bit more into it. I guess, if anything, it, it, both teams confirmed our pre-season opinions of them. Um, just, the, I mean, one of the big talking points coming out of the game is Dugan um, being hurt again. There was varying reports during the game that he was going to be out for... <laughs> Several weeks I heard like and then fourteen was, weeks or something. Yeah, and then fourteen he's like, weeks and then, and then, and then this morning, like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> but it's like the idiot, 
the sideline shit. You know, like I remember in the Manly game, it's like, oh, fucking Gutho's done his ACL. And it's like, oh, no, maybe he might be back out. Oh, no, it's not as bad as I thought. Then it's like the next day, it's like, no, ACL. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, just on the, the New South Wales fullback spot, if you know, Dugan, he's probably a front runner. Yeah. But on, I don't know that it's deservedly so. He's he's had some cracking games at Origin in the limited opportunities that he's had there. Yep. But fucking hell, the man just... <laughs> He and people are accusing him of of actually feigning injury because he didn't want to stand out there in the middle with that fucking rabble. But uh, look, I'd like to see Moylan get a run for New South Wales. I know it's very early in yeah. the season yet to be talking about state of origin, but it's clearly a, a spot up for grabs there with Haingorn. Um And I think based on his performances and his toughness, I think you'd give to Moylan. Yeah, let's I mean, let, let's let's. Not worry about talking about origin just yet, hey? Let's just hold off for a couple of weeks at least. Okay, After then. At least right. Come on. Uh, Twitter. Ryan Finance. Storm looked ordinary. Dragons looked ordinarier. <laughs> B underscore Q star. This game must be in the running for worst game of the year. Hash shit teams. Hash waiting for Matty Johns. Hash gronks. If we get a handful of games that are worse than that, fucking hell. Remember, Jane traditionally, Kelly's it was a combination of Cronulla, Newcastle, or Parramatta. Yeah. And you put any of those two, th- two, two, any, put any two of those three teams together on a Monday night, and you're guaranteed to get something like this. But, uh, you know, new, contender, new contenders jump into the ring with the Dragons and Storm. The triangle of tripe, it was. Mitch Dorr, 13. There goes Dugan. There goes the Dragons' chance of a top 15 finish. Hash, funny game, rugby league. Until tomorrow. Yeah, until tomorrow. And uh, Devonhead, hash zero in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Azure V. Previews. Kicking off a Friday night of football, the Canterbury Banks Down Bulldogs versus the Parramatta Eels. More of a test for Parra than, than last week given Manly's problems, but uh look you'd um Based on the form of last weekend, you couldn't do anything but tip the eels. Yeah, and, it's, and I guess we'll see what's going to happen if things uh, things are going to normalise. The Parramatta <laughs> is every single thing that like a little chip kick and everything that Chrissy Sandow does. Is it going to bounce straight into his hands this week? Is uh, you know is, is, is semi are the balls going to go forward or you know is semi going to catch the balls? Yeah, all these little things that just every single thing went Parramatta's way last week. The doggies, you know, we we both had them, you know going reasonably well this season uh, you know it's time for them to show that as well so uh, yeah very interesting but you think the Parramatta side would be coming in you know feeling fairly confident yeah I'm, I'm going to tip the Eels in this one only because I, I thought their forwards are very dynamic um, and the Bulldogs will have a hard time containing them and um, if they're even you know remotely not quite up to that task then I think Sandow and, um, and Corey Norman had a good game last week too I think they'll um Continue their good form. Yeah, Corey Norman surprising. You know the Manly side had clearly done their homework, but he he surprised them by passing the ball <laughs> several times. <laughs> um, that won't be surprised this week, obviously. Um, look, I'm going to go with Parramatta simply because I don't rate Mumbai as much as their fan base seem to. I have a feeling their fan base might be you know 
you're making a little bit of lemonade out of you know trying to make the best out of the situation with Reynolds not being there and talking my up but I don't I don't think he's that great uh, and Litcher we spoke in the pre-season thing and you were saying oh you know they let go of Ennis at the right time and they brought this guy up and you know Desi's obviously something. but is it too early for him he's, he's, he's fucking shithouse and apparently he's not a great trainer either so you know you think Desi would whip that out in quick smart sure. or he'll be uh, beating it okay also on Friday night, and uh, the game that we'll be subjected to first, and uh, Crown of Sutherland Sharks take on the Brisbane Broncos at the tip at Ramondas. Barber may be looking to prove a point against uh, the side that uh, quite willingly let him go mm-hmm. end of last season. Um, I don't think dra- uh, I don't think the Sharks rather were were. Um, that far off the money against the Raiders. The Raiders come up with some big plays when, um, when they needed it, and the Sharks came up with errors, and that was the end of the result. But I think their um, their forwards are going to give the Broncos a fair whack of trouble uh, if if the South game is anything to go for for the Broncos. Um, I'm gonna they're at home. I'm going to tip the Sharks. Sam Thorday punished. Yes. For some. Uh... I'm not going to say uncharacteristic, but, uh, you know, some, some poor discipline and things like that. Wayne Bennett, you know, pretty much attributed to the entire loss to South on the, on Sam Thiday and the fact that he's an experienced player and should not do the shit he did. So he's... And, uh, Joe, and the rest uh, of the blame went to Anthony Griffin. And Joe Offerhengawi was said at the start of the season that he was told that he will not be playing first grade this year. <laughs> he went over to the, to the English shit, went well over there. And, uh, yeah, he's in the side. <laughs> On the bench for this game. Look, I think the Sharks are shit house. Uh, I think the Broncos will bounce back. I don't have any great confidence in them. However, they surely they have to bounce back. Oh, the Sharks were, were not very good at all. And yeah, they weren't far off the 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 pace last week. But that pace was Canberra, and they were still worse than that. Sure. So I, I think I'll delight. And amaze Brisbane fans by uh, saying that I think Brisbane will win the game. It's also on Friday night, so you know the Broncos are going to be fucking fired up with that extra day preparation. You know, get back to that weekly cycle. Um, where are we? Saturday. Penrith Panthers take on the Gold Coast Titans. The fuck is Carrington Park? Uh, Bathurst. Oh, yes, of course. That's right. A couple of listeners are going out there to that, I think. Titans. Probably do some doughies out there. I think the Titans played their grand final last week. <laughs> <laughs> they had every reason to show up to play and get a win, and, and they were ultimately thwarted by uh, the juggernaut, juggernaut that is the West Tigers by a uh, last-second field goal. Um, Smashed. Smashed by that field goal. <laughs> I, think the pennies were, I think the pennies were far too impressive last week against way better opposition than the Titans could ever muster up. And I think they'll win convincingly. Yeah, and the, the, the Titans away from home never been an amazing proposition. And uh, this is, you know, going to prove that. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, Panthers, Panthers aren't home, but they're in the ballpark. You know what I mean? Yeah, not, like, not far. It's just, you know, it's, they, it's a home game for them. Yeah. And, and, they, and, uh, they, and they're they, going to have a large a large base of fans there. So. And their people are going to be there. Yeah, exactly. And the Titans, you know, it's great to get up and be defiant for one game. But that they're not going to be able to sustain that shit the longer this this drug shit goes on. So yeah, they're going to get smashed. 
Saturday night, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Melbourne Storm at home. Fortress Brookie Oval, of course. Uh, Little John comes into the sixth to uh, take over from the injured foreign, who's going to be out from anywhere from two to four weeks, I believe. Um, Cherry Evans in the side at, at this point, but for how long? And uh, Steve Matai makes his return, which make all the difference out there on that left-hand side. I'm going to tip Manly. Wise move. I think uh, with the DCE stuff settled, um, hopefully it gets him playing some some better football than what he showed last week. Um, yeah, I think they can do it. I think they're at home. Um, they'll definitely be up for a game against Melbourne. Traditional rival, as we said earlier. Um, and I think um, the way Melbourne played on... On Monday night, they're also obviously backing up for Monday night, which will count against them. Yep. And, um, yeah, I think Manly will win. And the the Jack Littlejohn-Cherry Evans combination is is the preferred one for me. Uh, I think the more successful one of the, you know, possible shuffling of, you know, Littlejohn into the lineup. So, uh, yeah, I expect things to go pretty well. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Newcastle Knight. Knight's up there at 1,300 teeth again. Smarting from their last performance. Definitely. Lachlan Coote, named on an extended bench. I think the Knights are gritty enough to get a win here. I think the Cowboys... Well, look, I expect the Cowboys to win if they're anything like what I thought they would be like this season. Um, The window's closing for these guys, as I've said. And not only that, the Cowboys as a side, if they're to, to make the finals and to finish in the top four, which is what they really need to do because they need those home games. So up no there conspiracies? To, yeah, so there's no conspiracies. And also because it's just a, it's a fucking shit trip up to Townsville. Um, you know, it's hotter up there. And they're not a great team away. So if they want to get that kind of finishing position, they need to win these home games. They've already dropped one. They can't afford to drop any more. And for that reason I'm going to tip them to win good call Oops, scroll too far then South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Sydney Roosters at ANZ Sunday afternoon 4pm match of the round huge game both teams extremely impressive last week um, it's a tough one very very tough I just think uh, I think the bunnies I'm going to go the bunnies sli- slightly more impressive and um Jeez, yeah, both teams are going to be up for this one. Nothing to do with the way they went last week. I just think the I mean, I think the bunnies have got the the edge over them recently, uh, and yeah, had some good wins over them when it counted last season. So I think until you know such time as they prove otherwise, I think they they deserve to be uh, favourites. Canberra Raiders versus the Warriors, six thirty p.m. Warriors away from home again, mm-hmm. um, but it's Canberra. It is Canberra, but I'm going to tip the Raiders only because the Warriors were, were fairly unimpressive last week, uh, still away from home, and Panthers all love it down there. I'll well, tip the Warriors because it's Canberra and Ricky Stewart's their coach. <laughs> West Tigers, they got St. George Illawarra Dragons. Campbelltown Stadium, Monday night foot bitch. I hope this game's well supported because. Um, Regardless of Balmain going broke, the Campbelltown area is in danger of losing the games if they don't start getting out there and supporting. Yeah. You know, seven and a half, eight thousand isn't fucking acceptable. Um, having said that, I think that those that do go to the game will be treated to a uh, a feast. 
Nathan, a feast of points. A veritable smorgasbord. Served up by the West Tigers, led by Hash Run TMB, James Tedesco, Mitchell Moses, Luke Brooks. At their best, they got their shit performance out of the way last week and we still won. This week will be clinical. Dragons will not have an answer. Look, I'd like to think the Dragons won't have an answer too because they're just absolutely shit house. But you never know. You never know. Um, but I, I, I fully expect the Tigers to win unless there's some kind of fuckery for the, the, the Monday Night Football curse that happens. And, uh, you know, you're talking about Campbelltown need to get fans out there. It's Monday night. It's not going to happen. Let's see if they can crack, what, eight? Will they crack eight? Oh, they should get 12. 12. Mm. I guess we'll see. But, um, yeah, look, I don't... Uh, I picked... Uh, did I pick, I picked the Dragons to come dead last in night this year. I think so. Despite everything going on at the Titans, I stand by that. The performance on Monday night uh, you know, backed me up, and I predict this one will as well. And that is full time for episode 179. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you share that shit around. There's a lot of shares this week. Maybe the most we've ever had uh, for an episode post, I think. So very good. Keep, keep it going. Up. Yeah, keep up the good work, guys. And uh, iTunes, we got a review. Excellent. Someone's jumped in. Someone calling themselves a Benny Boy 0015 stars. First for 2015. So they wanted to jump in first, obviously. The boys are back and we're going to be in trouble. Hopefully, saturated use of the C word means it's twill time, kids. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It wasn't so much as a, re- a review or more of a, I want to be first for 2015, so I'm just going to get in there. Thank you, anyway. Tipping's kicked off. Paul Mack underscore 78 it takes the lead. It's actually uh, Queels as well. The two of those guys are tied. They got seven from eight. That's a pretty Good fucking effort. incredible... Essentially, they know nothing about rugby league and got lucky with their gronk tips <laughs> with the upsets that, that transpired Solzy up there did pretty well as well and oh Jesus Chapo in the top 10 atrocious fantasy with our group uh, performance there's a super coach nightmare but paralytic so Matt who's the coach of paralytic they're number one uh, Long Bay Lifers that's our Shaggers team and uh, Rick Grimes B Itch coached by Dave the only three teams have got over 1,000 points and so rounding out the top 10 we have One, one Trick Pony Michael Vick's Dogs Too Much Tuners uh, Logo Coconuts Winter is Crowding that's Kurt uh, Desperados and Gronkowski so uh, it's very early days obviously in these things um, don't forget to hit up uh, respecttheshooter.co to get Run TMB pre-order and uh, don't forget to thisweekinleague.com forward slash membership or memberships, just go to the site, hit the membership link if you want to get on board the membership thing. And um, that's it. I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's this it. week. All right. Big shout out to the Penrith Panthers cheerleaders, as always. And thanks for listening to this week in cheerleaders. <laughs> and beards. <laughs> and beards. <laughs> See Good you on. next week. <laughs> See ya.